everyone, my name is Billy and welcome to this week's message from the Greenville Vineyard. Uh, we're recording outside again because uh, spring is just around the corner. Time's the season of new beginnings, new hope, new life. So uh, I think all of you will be looking forward to as we enter into some nice warm weather. Especially those of us who are meeting in the park and uh, just worship together there and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's going to be much more pleasant. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, you're joining us in a series where we're looking at the kingdom journey that God invites us on when we begin to, well, not when we begin, but when we put our faith in Jesus and we begin following him. You know, when we surrender our life to Jesus, he begins to shape our lives. God gives us the Holy Spirit and the rest of our life is spent uh, where God does this work, we call it sanctification, where he begins to make us more like Jesus, where he begins to make us our true selves, uh, where we become image bearers of God, which is what we were created to be. And so in that process, he uses life's happenings, our goings and our comings, our, our work, our serving, all that kind of stuff, our relationships. He begins to use those to develop us into the people he wants us to be. And life became, becomes this big faith journey, and we're calling it the kingdom journey. And so over the past few weeks, we've been looking at different aspects of that. And so today, I am going to look at the subject of trust. That's our favorite one, especially in the Western world. We're not a very trusting people. We're a very skeptical people. Um, some of us uh, just, you know, it, it takes a lot for us to trust another human being. And then to even go beyond that and trust an unseen God is an even bigger step. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at some uh, interactions that Jesus had with his disciples. But before we do that, uh, let's pray and then we'll get into a reading from uh, Matthew chapter 8. Father in heaven, thank you so much that you love us, that uh, you have a heart to shape us into all that you created us to be. So uh, today, just as we... Uh, look at this subject, Lord, would you work in each one of us? Would you highlight in each one of us where you want us to trust you more? Guide my words, let them be from you today. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Amen. So, Matthew chapter 8 is where I'm going to be reading from. And I'll be starting at verse 23. You can either join me looking at your own Bible or the words will come up on your screen. And so, this is how it goes. It says this. Then he got into, into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went down and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up, and he rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. And so we've got this story. It's a really famous story. Uh, you just want to picture it if you like. There, there they are. They've just done some amazing ministry. This is normally how it happens with the disciples. Jesus has done something spectacular. They get in a boat and then they're on a journey or they go to some place where they're arguing and bickering about something. There's always something happening where they just don't get it. And they kind of lose the plot in something and Jesus kind of rebukes them for not having enough faith, for not trusting in him. And so this is another one of those situations. They get in the boat, they're going across the lake. Uh, Jesus goes, goes, 
goes down forward into the stern, large down ha has a nap, and then the storm erupts. And the boat is getting overwhelmed by waves. Any rational human being who is in that situation will begin to fret and worry and realize that their lives are in danger. And as they're trying to figure out what to do, Jesus is fast asleep. And they just, they just freak out. And then when they wake him up, the last thing they're going to expect him to say is, you of little faith. And so this is just a, a story that I think anybody who reads it, me especially, whenever I read it, I'm like, wow, Jesus was pretty harsh on those, on those disciples. But at the same time, was he? Because I think they were with him all the time, seeing all the amazing things he was doing. And so I think he expected more of them. And he expected them to have faith beyond their circumstances. And you see that as they develop, as they go, and as Jesus ascends to the Father, that was what he was training them to do, to have faith beyond their expectations, to have faith beyond the current situations that they're in, to know that even though the, the situation looks this way, God can actually take it to the next level. He can do the impossible, is what he, he's doing here. It's what he's expecting them to believe. And, you know, that's what he invites you and I to do. Because the fact of the matter is, is life is full of obstacles and storms. Each one of us, you, me, as we go through this life, as we go through this kingdom journey that we're, we've accepted uh, the challenge of Jesus to take, is, is one that's got lots of, lots of challenges ahead. It's going to have a lot of obstacles and we're going to go through a lot of storms. And Jesus is inviting us to trust him in all of those. And so we'll have our challenges personally. You, me, we've got all these things we have to face in life. Right now, for me, you know, I've got one of my kids is getting towards uh, college age, senior in high school, and so um, they're looking at all the different college options, uh, where they want to go, their preferred place. Me as the dad, I'm like, okay, so uh, how much is this going to cost? Uh, Lord, uh, how am I going to pay for all of this? I've only got this much in my budget and all that kind of stuff. And you begin to fret a little bit. You begin to go like, oh, what is going to happen? It's a, it's a personal challenge. It's a personal, uh, it's a personal, not necessarily a storm, but there's an obstacle coming ahead. It's like, okay, so I need to find a way to help my kid get through college, hopefully without a lot of debt on the other side. And it, it's beginning to begin to raise a trust issue in me. Do I trust God to help me out? Or is this something I'm going to have to work out all on my own? And so, and there's countless other personal problems that we face in life as we go through that. And then there's corporate challenges that we have, corporate storms and obstacles that we go through, like look at us as a church, you know, or any other church out there. Churches have their ups and downs. Our church, you know, things are pretty good. We're, you know, I think we're all enjoying it, but, you know, we meet out in the open, in the park. We don't have a facility. And so, it kind of presents a few obstacles to us. And so as we've been going through in the park during this COVID season, it's been a challenge. There's, it's been a little bit of a storm. There's been some obstacles to ministries that we want to do. It's been hard to do uh, anything small group related. Being in people's houses has been a challenge because of COVID. Uh, wanting to do other, other functions and, and programs has been pretty much impossible because of the restrictions. But as we're coming out of it, we're like, okay, well, Now's the time to start planning ahead, but at the same time, we still don't have something palpable to go into, a facility to go into, just quite yet. We're looking, there's some things on the horizon, we hope, but at the same time, it's, are we going to trust the Lord, you know? Do we believe that God can still meet us where we're at, even though we don't have certain resources? And 
it's a challenge it's an obstacle to us and and how are we going to respond to that obstacle are we going to freak out or are we going to say hey god's got this god has got this he's called us to be a church and he's got us going on the other side so lots of challenges as a corporate body and so you know the disciples had a real challenge their challenge in the sense was that by real i mean a physical one right in front of them their challenge was the weather uh, the waves coming into the boats, uh, the real prospect of drowning and dying in the moment. And so you could just picture them. I don't know if they had bucket in the boat. I don't know if they were just using their hands, but you can see them just bailing water out. Oh no, this boat's going down. And somebody's like, where's Jesus? Oh, he's asleep up front. You know, they're, they're looking to Jesus. They need his help. And what is he doing? He's asleep at the front of the boat and this is my second point Jesus was sleeping now why was he sleeping and I think you know people ponder this a lot maybe Jesus was just a deep sleeper you know some people could sleep through a hurricane uh, or whatever the deal is but what we do know about this is Jesus knew something Jesus knew that he was going to the other side Jesus knew he was going to the other side of the lake and nothing was going to stop him from getting there not a storm not a wind nothing because he knew what his mission was he knew what the father had asked him to do he knew when his time was and he knew he was getting to the other side of the lake and he told the disciples that he, they were going to the other side and so he was sleeping at peace because he knew nothing was going to stop that and so I just want to throw a question out to you in your life, uh, because I often ponder this in my life. Do you feel like Jesus is sleeping right now? Are you facing a challenge, an obstacle? I know the examples I've used up until now are just kind of small. They're not, not, not really massive deals. But you might have something that's really big going on in your life right now. You know, and you're digging deep. You're trying to find solutions. You're trying to find a way through it all. And you're just asking yourself, Jesus, where are you? Are, are you asleep right now? Because I'm struggling. I'm trying to get, get out of here. And you just don't seem to care. Maybe right now you just got something in your mind. You're saying to yourself, yes, Billy, actually, I do feel that way. And if you do feel that way, I kind of want to throw another question out to you, which when I was writing this message, I was actually throwing these questions out to myself to be honest and if Jesus suddenly woke up and came and spoke to you what what do you think he would say to you right now what would he say to you in the moment that you're in would he would he apologize to you say I'm sorry I just dropped the ball uh, you know I was having a nap but I didn't realize you needed me so much but I'm, I'm here now let's try and get through it do you think he'd say that or do you think he'd say Oh, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Don't you trust me? You know, as a pastor of a church, uh, bringing, trying to lead a church through the coronavirus season and trying to lead people through a, a period of time when there's so much information and misinformation, when people have so many questions that sometimes I can't answer, when you're you're trying to help people through a difficult time that you can only help them so much but but no more and I just often think of our church as we've been meeting outside in the open without a facility over this 
this past nine, ten months. And I've often pondered at the time, you know, looking at that and thinking about all that I feel like God's asked us to do as a church, asked me to do as a pastor, the challenges He's laid down for us, the type of community He wants us to be, uh, how He wants us to spread the gospel as individuals and as a group. And just think about the challenges of, of trying to do all that stuff with the resources we have right now. I've got to be honest with you. I freak out a little bit. I really do. I'm like, wow, Lord, you've asked us to do all this stuff and, and here we are. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm bailing water out of the boat. I'm like trying to get stuff done, but there's water coming into the boat and there's the storm surging up against us as a body. And I'm like, and I'm like, Jesus, where are you? Where are you? We need some help here. You know, throw us, throw us, throw us something, throw us a lifeline. And then I'm like, Lord, will you wake up and do something? And in that moment, when I'm in those low moments, because I, I, don't, I don't go there all the time, you also don't, don't freak out. I have moments of like, yeah, Jesus is going to do something amazing. And I have moments of faith as well. But in, in those low moments and I'm praying, often it's on my sofa early in the morning. And I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? And I feel like Jesus comes and he replies to me and he says something along the lines of, because he talked to me in the way I understand, feeling like saying, hey, Billy, just chill. Just chill, Billy. Like, I've got this. Have a little faith, man. And I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. And then I feel the Lord just reminding me of all these other moments in my life over the past, uh, how long have I been following Jesus? 20-something years. Moments of challenge where he's asked me to step into an area that's far beyond my capacity to deal with. Like, far beyond. And what has happened in each of those times, just when I've thought that Jesus was asleep and he'd left me out to dry, he came through for me. He came through for me in a way that was amazing and awesome and just has continued to make my life an adventure. And my life is an adventure. My personal life, my work life, my church life. And I asked him to do that from the very beginning. And you know, right now, it's an adventure again. And it's the same challenge all the time. Just the stakes just get bigger. And Jesus comes to me again and he says, Billy, chill. I've got this. And so I want to throw that question out to you. You know, maybe you're someone in our church and you feel the same way I do. Or there's something going on in your personal life. Maybe you don't even come to our church. You're watching this online from somewhere else. But you've got a storm that you're facing. You've got some water coming into your boat and you're bailing it out. And you're like, Jesus, wake up. But Jesus is awake. And he's drawing near to you right now. And I just want to ask you this question. What's he saying to you? What is he saying to you? He's probably saying something along the lines of, hey, calm down. I'm here with you. We're going to get to the other side. We're going to get to the other side. Trust me. Just keep going. Take another step. Take another step. Keep moving forward. And so that's what I want to do today. I want to kind of give you a moment to hear that from Jesus for yourself. From the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit speaks for Jesus in your heart, in your mind. And so I just want to invite you just to take a posture of rest right now. A posture of reception. Maybe it looks like opening your hands. Maybe, maybe you're sitting on a sofa listening to this. Maybe you can lie back and just close your eyes. Maybe you're driving, listening to it on the podcast. In that case, just you know, keep your eye on the road and do this afterwards. 
But I'm just going to invite God to draw near to you by His Holy Spirit, to, to invite Lord our God Almighty to speak to you in your storm amidst your challenge, amidst the thing that you need to trust that you don't know if you've got enough faith to trust in. So just in this moment right now, store your heart as I pray. Holy Spirit, would you come and speak to us on behalf of Jesus, on behalf of the Father? Would you speak to us? What would you say to each one of us right now in the situation that we're in? You know, I don't know if you can hear on the audio, but there's a lot of bird song around me right now. A lot of birds making a lot of noise. And if you're familiar with the Bible, you'll know that there's a time when Jesus is talking about worry. And he says, why do you worry so much? Look at the birds of the air. Look at how they're provided for. Look at how God gives them food. He looks after them. And they don't worry about it. They just live. He says, and God values you so much more than that. So why are you fretting about what you need, what you're going to eat today, what you're going to wear tomorrow? Why don't you just trust your Father in heaven? Because he provides for the birds. Why won't he also provide for you? And I think that's the challenge to some of you. I think a lot of you are worrying about God's provision. And that's a real worry. That's a real fret. And I invite you to look back to, over your life, look at the situations, even in time of lack and in time of difficulty. Hasn't God gotten you through? And I think Jesus is challenging you. He's challenging me right now. Look at the birds. I provide for them. Why don't you trust me to provide for you? If that's a word for you today, I encourage you just to start talking to Jesus about that. Say, Lord, would you help me to have trust? Would you help me to have faith? Would you help me keep moving forward to ask you for my needs, to ask you to help me? Lord, back your word up. Would you provide for me at this time? And then let's see what he does. Let's see what he does. Hey, if you're someone who's listening to this today and you're not a follower of Jesus, and you're thinking, I think it's about time I made my peace with God. It's time I've changed the journey that I'm on, and I'm on a journey to destruction, one that's separate from my loving Creator. I need to, get, I need to be in relationship with the Lord. Now I encourage you to stay online. You'll see a slide come up. There's a number that you can text. Text Jesus to that number. We'll send you a prayer that you can pray. Or you can just pray your best prayer right now. Say, Lord, forgive me for all the things I've done wrong. Because we're sinful. We're separated from God by our sin. Say, forgive me for the sin that I've committed. And restore me to relationship with you. Give me the eternal life that you came to, to, to hand over to me. Because, you know, without Jesus, we don't have that eternal life with him. We're separated from that. And as you surrender your life to Jesus, that's what you get. You get forgiveness of sin. And then after that, ask him to fill you with his Holy Spirit, to empower you to walk this kingdom journey that he's inviting into you, to, to live life with him, to follow him for the rest of your life. And then get in touch with us because you're going to need some help figuring that out or get in touch with a, with a church close by to you. 
And beyond that, just uh, before I sign off, I just want to pray this prayer over all of you, a prayer of blessing. And it comes from Numbers chapter, 20, chapter 6, verses 24 to 26, and it says this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Peace and trust. Hey, pray for me to trust the Lord and to keep saying yes to him. And I'll pray for you in the same way. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and goodbye.